0: Good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast retirement network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. And our top story today, back to school money saving tips for college students feeling the pinch from inflation. Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Great to have you this morning.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: All right. So, it's back to school and I'm I, you know, I'm old enough to remember the Ronnie Dangerfield movie back to school. Life was a lot different back then, but, but kids coming back to school, um, whether it's a college station or across the country, they're feeling the pinch of inflation. Are you? What are you hearing from students returning to campus?
1: Uh, you're absolutely right. You know, in the recent years, we've seen the cost of attending college go up, but specifically this year, they are very aware of inflation and the increased uh, prices that they're seeing, whether it's in fuel or it's in housing. Uh, or it's in food. And so they're, they are asking around on what can they do to help offset that and just put themselves in the best financial position, not just this year, but for their whole college careers.
0: Yeah. And, and we're going to talk about some of your tips you shared with the folks at Texas A&M. When I say folks, I mean the student body. You wrote mm-hmm. a great piece. I think you were interviewed and gave some comments. You've got some great tips. But let me ask you, just in general, how does the university? react to a situation like this? I mean, obviously kids want to come back to school. I don't Mm -hmm. know, obviously, but I think after COVID, they want to come back to school. They want to be around, they want to have the college experience. You guys are a great football school, so they want to experience football this fall. But how do you balance all the uh, expenses that go with living on your own, presumably for the first time?
1: You know, uh, I think a lot of that comes down to communication. You know, we have 70,000 students here at Texas A&M. There's a lot of students to talk to. And I think the university does a very good job of communicating more than anything its resources. What does it have available that can help students? Whether whether or not, you know, again, if they're if they're hungry, if they don't have food for some reason, you know, we have something called the, the 12th Can Food Pantry. You know, if they're looking for help with textbooks, there's ways to, to get help there. Or again, financial advising. Uh, so I do think that, the important message that students should be receiving. The the university does a great job doing it, is that one. Your college uh, career, this, this is, yes, it's an investment of time, it's an investment of money. But if you look at the statistics, look at the Bureau of Labor Statistics, there's a payout for that degree. And so, you know, take the help you need, you know, reach out for resources uh, and start learning about money as well. But so you can make those better financial decisions, finish that degree, and then reap the benefits afterwards.
0: Yeah. And and it's about keeping your eye on the prize, the goal. Um, And you shouldn't look, we all hit hard times. We all have challenges in our lives. There's, I don't care. Contrary to social media, there are no perfect lives. Um, And we all started kind of at the same place with college students kind of learning our way. Nick, I want to ask you, and I probably did this in a roundabout way, so my apologies, but I wanted to get to the top, the top line of the story. But tell us a little bit about the financial planning Program and the work that you do. Have you, seen, you know, in addition, have you seen an increase of students wanting to learn basic skills like budgeting, maybe things they didn't pick up in high school?
1: Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. So when we look at formal financial education, there's not as much in the high school or even K through twelve sphere as the students would like. Uh, and so when they do come here to Texas A and M, they have the opportunity to enroll in my course. Uh, it's called the Foundations of Money Education. It's a core elective, so any student can take it as an undergrad. It should apply to their degree plan, but they get to sit with me for about 20-plus hours and learn about retirement planning, investing, car buying, home buying, and a lot more. All of these things that they're going to have to make tough financial decisions about, and they're eager to enroll uh, to the point that, that the seats fill very quickly. Uh, and, uh, you know, in the past, we've had a problem with not being able to have enough seats for all the students who want to enroll. I am excited, though, that we are expanding this year. And and we should be able to allow more than a thousand Aggies to enroll wow. in this class, learn about money, uh, and hopefully give them a little bit more financial confidence for all those decisions they're making.
0: Yeah. And, and Nick, I, I would imagine it's not just sitting down and looking at a textbook. Uh, I, I would think, and I want to ask you about, there's probably, I'm a guy who learns through doing and um, the experience of doing, uh, but I would imagine there's like different workshops and, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, tools to write down, you know, I remember I'm old enough to remember home ec in yeah. school. They I don't didn't. really do that anymore. But we no. used to, you know, you see in like the old, uh, you know, when you watch Grease or something, they have like the, the baby and you, you have a, a wife and all that kind of stuff. But I would imagine that it's very interactive what you're doing. It's not just sitting and watching, although you're very entertaining watching no. Nick Kilmer. Uh,
1: you know, you're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're asking someone to, to one, not just uh, understand but digest all of this financial information they've never heard before. Start talking to a freshman about 401ks and Roth IRAs and so on. It's a lot to take in. And so one of the keys to the way that my course tries to uh, educate these students is through active engagement. So it's not simply reading a textbook. They actually are filling out worksheets about their own financial lives. It's not case studies. Um, So they will fill out a balance sheet. They will calculate their own wealth. And it may upset them as a college student to be insolvent, but as I explain, hey, you need to know where you're at to figure out where you want to be. Uh, they'll yeah. they'll create their own budget. Uh, they'll actually fill out worksheets trying to determine what would it look like when I next buy a car? What would it look like in terms of uh, the purchase price, the dealer holdbacks, the, um, uh, how much interest would they be paying on the car loan they're considering? So it is about, it's personal, right? It's personal financial planning. It's how do we uh, engage with the students so they not only learn the information, but they retain it so that when that decision comes across their table, they're ready for it.
0: Yeah, and and this is certainly an interesting environment. A lot of these kids, Nick, haven't even experienced a rising interest rate environment. I mean, they're young and, oh, geez, I wish I could go back when I had hair. Nick, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some tips Nick has. If you're heading off to college, need to buy books, et cetera, and you want to do it, Without feeling the pinch, you're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future.
1: and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report, so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit Repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation.
0: Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Nick Kilmer, who teaches financial planning at the Texas A&M Department of Agricultural Economics. Nick, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Great to still have you on the program. Thanks for having me. I'm glad we haven't chased you off. Let's talk about uh, just the importance of financial education. and, And just going back to what we were talking about in segment one, are you finding that a lot of these kids, I'm going to use that term, they're adults, but yeah. I could, you know, they're younger, way younger than I am. So, are you finding that these kids come out of school, well, you know, knowledgeable, and this is just the the capstone course, or do they have a large room to grow in terms of uh, financial planning and education?
1: Oh no, it's very much the latter. They they have a large room to grow, and they know it. I will say that students that that I teach, uh, there's a spectrum. You've got some students who had the cultural capital; they had parents who educated them uh, when it comes to banking and credit, and so on. And then you have others. Uh, especially some of our, you know, first generation students who don't have that cultural capital. So they're coming from a very different extreme when it comes to financial knowledge. But the problem is, is that they're all facing similar financial decisions. Uh, And so that just really lends to that stress. So, you know, when it comes to how do I get from where I'm at to a place of what's called financial well-being, it all starts with money education. You know, they, they need to be formally educated about money to learn these things. So that when they come across these financial decisions uh, that are plaguing them, they can maybe not make the best decision, but at least a better decision. And then that in turn will slowly lead to a better financial situation. And what you and I probably know that to be is wealth. You know, how do they aggregate wealth? And they, they do that uh, by, you know, one budgeting and, and growing that net income and then applying it to growing wealth. But it all starts with having the knowledge uh, to make the right decisions as they're making every day, day in and day out through their college career.
0: Nick, before we go into your tips, I want to ask you two questions. all right I want to ask you questions about meme stocks. Um, a lot of these kids, maybe during the pandemic, maybe traded on GameStop and some of these other stocks. That's one. And then I want to get your thoughts on cryptocurrency. How does it fit into the curricula? Because mm-hmm. you know this has been something. You know, blockchain and crypto. It's not just hasn't been here just six months. It's been here for quite some time. So how did the meme stock? conversation fit in and then the cryptocurrency conversation?
1: Well, you know, it, we talk about just financial planning in particular. Uh, the expectation is that before you give specific advice to someone, that you know their personal circumstances. Now, that's just being a, you know, uh, someone who's being, taking their actual well-being into account. So when I advise students or when I'm educating them in the classroom, I am speaking broadly. I am trying to speak to the middle. So when we talk about what you said neem stocks uh you're right they have heard of that some of them participated in it. And they understand that that's risky business in some cases it's speculation and so we discuss what is what is speculation versus what is actual investing uh and understanding the financials behind a company why are you investing them and then you know hopefully holding on to you know one of warren buffett's recommendations hold for the long term uh not thinking about this as just day trading especially from a student's perspective when they don't have the liquidity you and I have typically, they don't have our wealth to fall back on when that stock fails. So uh, I come from a conservative perspective and educating them when it comes to meme stocks, the same thing goes for cryptocurrency. You're right. It has been around. Uh, I personally think it's probably here to stay. Uh, But at the same time, these students are in a position where, you know, $500 could make or break if they're able to finish their college careers. And so I explained to them, you know, understand that is risky. And so, you know, Perhaps what you should be focusing on instead is first an emergency fund and, and any money that you put in, whether it's a meme stock or it's crypto, et cetera, should be money that you don't need to finish college, that you don't need to, for tomorrow's rent, uh, because otherwise that will upend your life. So I'm not saying don't go invest. And I'm not saying don't invest in cryptocurrency. I am saying treat that as one of your more high risk categories and make sure that you have liquidity. Make sure that you're not uh, affording these high risk investments. Uh, by leaning on debt, which some do, yeah. some consider the idea of let's take out a bunch of debt in order to go invest it. Well, as you and I both know, that debt comes with an interest rate. It comes with some fees, et cetera, attached that are guaranteed. You must pay them. That investment doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah, uh, and that, so that's the perspective I come from.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to say, it's almost like gambling going over to Vegas and then, yeah. hey, let me borrow from the house. And you know, the 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 the, the books, the house is kind of always in a position to win. All right, let's talk about some tips for those kids, uh, those folks coming back on campus. You've got, a, a, I think, five tips here. Um, number one, start budgeting your money, but you, you give us the tips. You run through what's, what you come up with for, for kids uh, coming back to school, first-time college students, what do they need to do to be successful right now?
1: Absolutely. A lot of times college students think there's nothing they can do, and there is. There's action you can take, and one of the first steps is to start budgeting. And that, to a lot of students, that's this word. They don't want to discuss it. They don't know what it means. Very simply, you need to know where your money's coming from, your income, and where it's going, your expenses. Make a plan for that in the future so that you can grow that net income, uh, you know, your savings each month. And then apply it to growing assets, the things you own, and paying off your debts. That, there, therefore, is, is growing your wealth. So budgeting is the key to growing wealth in my eyes. Uh, and there's a lot of ways to do it. I'll hop straight to the most popular one, and that is online budgeting platforms like mint.com, personal capital, uh, and then also Dave Ramsey's Every Dollar. Uh, I have many friends who have used it, many colleagues who have used one of those platforms. They are all very biased on which one is the best. So I suggest to my students give them all a shot, but it takes the brunt of the weight, the workload of budgeting away from you. But at the same time, it allows you to access your budgeting information on the go you know, via the mobile app while you're out, while you're making those financial decisions. But I think that's step one. Another one is, is you referred to it already, uh, Jeffrey, but you mentioned the fact that uh, interest rates are on the rise. So I do think this is a good time for our students to be visiting bankrate.com. It's a great website to cross-reference, cross-compare different bank accounts. What are they offering in terms of interest? But at the same time, uh, what fees are they charging? Now, from a student's perspective, I try to emphasize the fact that you should be looking at fees, more than interest because the majority of college students do not have large bank account balances. No matter what the rate is, they will not be earning that much interest. But a single fee, two, three fees, can wipe out a whole year's worth of interest. So I'd be shopping as a student based upon fees first, interest second. As they start earning more money and start having greater bank account balances, I'd flip that. But that would be step two. And then, uh, you know, no one wants to talk about this one. This is a non-starter on financial advising with college students. But, uh, you know, when I bring this up, they, they shut down. Uh, but I would get a roommate. You know, when you know we talk about the rising costs of housing, you know, in that representing at least here at a and maybe up to 20 percent of the entire cost of going to school is just housing. If you can get a roommate you could save thousands of dollars in a single year. So I think it's too big of a component of the cost of going to college to just write it off and say, Nope, uh, I I want my own two bedroom apartment, et cetera. One bedroom apartment. I would, I would find a roommate. Um, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong
0: with a roommate. Uh, Um, just, just, I mean, I I think it's a good way to socialize, especially if you're a freshman to meet other people and to get into different groups. I'm, I'm running short on time, but let me ask you about this one. Don't buy textbooks. Um, how else, how else can you uh, study?
1: Uh, so when it comes to textbooks, a lot of times, some, uh, first, before you buy textbooks, I would make sure that your faculty member for the class you're taking uh, isn't assigning an open educational resource. So uh, at Texas A&M, we have open educational resources, which might serve what you need for a course without you buying the textbook. Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, if you do need a book, I would consider renting virtually. Uh, when you rent virtually quite often, you're getting access to that textbook for only a few months for the course of the semester. But you might end up paying 40 bucks instead of buying a book for $150, $200. Uh, and so that, that's a huge amount of savings. And then I would look and find on your campus, is there any campus programming to support getting free textbooks? Uh, here at Texas A&M, military-affiliated students can access free textbooks through our Aggie Shields Lending Library which is a part of our Veteran Resource and Support Center. There might be something like that on your campus and it could save you thousands of dollars over the course of your college career.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, these are all great tips. And by the way, Nick, these are tips that will serve you well when you get to be, reach my age or our age, right? I mean, when yep. I mean, you get to be, you know, these are, money tips are true whether or not you're a younger person, a mature person like us, um, and into Excellent. your later years. Nick, we're gonna have to leave it there. Great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon, my friend.
1: Great. Thanks, Jeffrey. It's good talking with you.
0: That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest security news and lifestyle wellness, finance tech, so much more, all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Post. Want to search our archives? Check out our latest content. We'll visit our website. That's www.broadcastretirementnetwork.com. And, of course, visit our streaming partners. You've got over 300 to choose from. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRN AM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity